Welcome, everybody, to the first ever episode of the Vitamin CD Podcast. I'm going to be your host, Cameron Diamond. It's very exciting to finally be able to start this. This has been in the midst for about two years, and it's great to finally put this out there. My first guest today will be Jessica Prontorello. Jess is studying kinesiology at the University of McGill. She is an aspiring physiotherapist. She also has an Instagram page called Just Jess, which focuses on fitness, health, and happiness. So a well-rounded lifestyle. Jess runs workouts on her free time. There's also a YouTube channel, so definitely go and check that out. Again, Just Jess. Uh, she has great food ideas, and it's going to be a great time talking to her and understanding her opinion on certain things like blood type, um, rest days, recovery, muscle soreness, and more. So make sure to tune in. I look smart with my glasses, but you can't see my eyes when I wear them. <laughs> okay, so perfect. Thanks, Jess, for joining us today. Um, so no there's problem. a couple. So there's a couple questions that um, some of my followers wanted to to know about. Um, so one of the ones that was, um, you know, interesting was um, your thoughts on blood types and the effectiveness with diets, inflammation, cognitive function and also immune health. I know it's kind of during now, during this pandemic, it's obviously getting more and more, um, it, it's more, there's more emphasis, I should say, on certain things um, like your blood type in order to keep yourself healthy and, um, you know, during this pand- yeah. pandemic, pretty much. Can you hear me? Is that good? Yeah, yeah, I could hear you. Okay. I think it might be my Wi-Fi. Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm on the right one. Okay, yeah, I am. We should be okay. Okay, so. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really know much about this, so I started doing a little research online. Um, I for I kind of focused on the diet side of it because that was the part I was most like, oh, I never really heard about this. Um, I found a, like a, a paper from Harvard, I think it was, and they were talking about like the type of food you should eat and stuff based off your blood type. Um, it sounded interesting and definitely something cool you could try, but my big thing is I don't like restricting food or I don't like telling people to restrict food because I think it just heightens the want for that food like even more. And then if you overindulge in it, then you feel even worse about it. So, like having moderation little bits here and there. Um, because it also, there was one thing I didn't agree with it. It's like to lose weight, you should eat this, this, and this, and avoid this, this, and this. But like scientifically to lose weight, all it is is in taking less calories than you expend, right? right. So like you should just expend more calories than you're eating. That's just a numbers game. It's a balance. Like that's the only reason really how you lose weight. So that was the only part I was a bit iffy about, but I wanted to hear your thoughts about the immune and all the other stuff. I forgot what you said. Um, yeah, so... The immunity. Yeah, so what's interesting is, obviously, I've been doing a lot of reading and then also listening to podcasts. I love mm-hmm. podcasts. But one of the things that they're talking about is that certain blood types produce certain antibodies, specifically okay. towards certain strands of the COVID 
virus. So for example, okay. um, type O blood type, which is known as a high protein diet, which is the most common blood mm -hmm. type out there. Um, formerly, you know, our common ancestors had that blood type. So you're more likely to eat uh, red meat, poultry, fish, so on and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. But what they're saying is that it's similar to kind of, I made a, a blog post about this with vitamin mm -hmm. D, how it yeah. kind of- Vitamin D is so good. Amazing. And how it kind of um, increases the protection of a certain receptor called the ACE2 ACE um, uh, receptor. And it pretty much helps fight certain strands, as I said, um, against um, respiratory diseases associated with lungs. And there's been a lot of research on this, but obviously it's not, it's not enough for scientists to go, okay, you know what, we're going to take this evidence and then create a vaccine around it. Right. Yeah. But what obviously one of the big things is knowing your blood type, right. And then finding the foods that are going to react positively. And then there's neutral foods and then negatively, and then sticking mm -hmm. to that. Right. And that it, they all kind of intertwine, right. Just with mm -hmm. diet inflammation, cognitive function and immune health, right? If you're For eating, sure. yeah, if you're eating the proper foods, right, you're going to notice that, you know, your inflammation is going to go down, mm -hmm. right? You feel you're better. Gonna, you're going to feel better, less brain fog, more mental yeah. clarity, right? Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. It's like, like fueling a machine. You got to put the good fuel in to have the good outputs. Exactly. Right. So, um, but again, there's certain things like vitamin D, also vitamin C, that are mm -hmm. just crucial to supplement regardless of your blood types. Mm -hmm. But also, yeah. especially for women, I don't think uh, many women know, but vitamin D, w women should have it. Uh, I forget how much it, the daily dose is, but like vitamin D supplement every day until at least they're 30 because at when we hit 30, we stop growing our bone density. So basically at 30, whatever bone density you have, that's it. And like it just deteriorates from there, I guess. Right. So especially like if you're going to have kids after you're 30 or you're going to want to be active for your family or just be healthy, like you want healthy bones too. So I think women especially need to make sure they get their vitamin D and we want healthy bones over here. Absolutely. Yeah. I was doing a little bit of research on that as well on how your bone density deteriorates by 1% each year. So yeah. when you look at it from the grand scheme of things, when you're 50 years old, right, that's a lot of you're, you're losing a lot of bone mass, bone density there, right? So yeah, it's For super sure. crucial. And as I was saying, vitamin D, it kind of helps um, or it increases the production because it's a hormonal release that releases phosphorus and calcium, which again, those two micronutrients are crucial in bone, bone health, as we know, right? So yeah, yes, super, yes, sir. super interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, take-home messages really are um, finding out your blood type, right? Once you do that, there's a lot of um, things out there um, that you can get your hands on to kind of look at the certain foods that are going to create a positive response with the body and then certain foods you should kind of stay clear of, right? Um, and again, listen to podcasts, read about it. Always good to do that. I'm doing something right now. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so next question, this is interesting is, um, you know, both you and I, um, I don't know how many times you're working out right now, but 
obviously it's probably anywhere between three to six days a week, something like that. Right. And, um, a lot of the times people don't, um, take rest days or they underappreciate rest days. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they think that soreness is associated with, um, progress, right. Which it's not completely wrong, but I would just love to know your take on kind of rest days, when to take these rest days and recover properly. And then also certain types of recovery methods to help. Yeah, for sure. I actually, so funny. I got this question literally today and, uh, in my, on my fitness page. Um, and it was my family friend. So Amazing. I think, yeah, I think, uh, she's just getting into fitness. Shout awesome. out. She's killing it. Um, but I, I think rest days, like you said, so important. And I, the way I kind of, I don't really have a set plan, especially now because like I just work out at home. I try, I'm trying to work out like every day during the week, like around five days a week. And then sometimes if I'm just not feeling it, I'll take a rest day. And I think the, what I told her is like the main thing is just listening to your body. Cause if your body's like really tired, really out of it. And you're just like, I don't want to move right now. You got to listen to that. And um, what I've been doing is on those days where I'm like, I don't feel like going for a run. I don't feel like lifting weights right now. I just watch my diet a bit more, not watch my diet, but like eat healthier, eat better foods. Maybe I don't have a bowl of ice cream that night because I didn't get to burn as much calories as I wanted. And that's okay. So it's like just focusing, it's just keeping that balance. But um, what I was saying to her is like, if you follow the guidelines, like everyone's, their goals are different, right? So if you're trying to bulk up or if you're, an athlete and you're training for like a competition you want to like it's different for everybody if you're just looking for health and like getting fitter getting stronger I think if you work out like you said three to six times a week I think is a good ballpark whatever works for you um and just listening to your body say if you're like literally really not into it that day that's okay you take a rest day maybe go on a walk instead of like actually doing like a a strength workout or something like that but I think just moving your body every day is important so like even on rest days not lying down or sitting a bunch like just keep moving because we know sedentary behavior is like worse than smoking right so you just want to keep your body moving and healthy right exactly and one of the big things is, is obviously there's going to be certain days for example where you know you just again you don't have any motivation to do anything but again mm-hmm you might be feeling like that the whole week, right? So there's going to be certain days that you're going to kind of have to go, okay, you know what, Cam, really going to have to pick your shit up and do something here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you make a great point on the different types of exercise you can do. You mm-hmm. don't always have to do, you know, an anaerobic type of workout, right. Where yeah. you're pushing yourself you know, very yourself. high intensity, right. Mm-hmm. Go for a walk, 40 minutes, whatever, walk your dogs, um, mm-hmm. social distance walk with someone bike ride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm um, so into biking. Yeah. It, you know what? I'm, I'm starting to get into biking a little bit, but, yeah. um, I gotta, I gotta get a, like an actual good bike to do that. Oh yeah. I have like, like old bikes at my cottage. So it's just yeah. been, when I go up to my cottage, I bike the trails and it's all dirt road with rocks. So it like, hurts so bad, Amazing. but it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Cause there's, 
it's definitely like I could have a week where I don't want to work out or whatever, but you got to do, you got to keep moving. Like sometimes I don't feel like working out, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to push myself today and work out. And after like 99% of the time, I feel better. Yeah. Some of those workouts are honestly the best workouts because not only are you physically pushing yourself, but mentally you're making so much headway. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love, right. I'm all about kind of pushing the mind and body soul to new levels. Right. So that can be, you know, again, going on a challenging bike ride, uh, going for a run. Uh, I'm really into cold showers or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, heat exposure, as I said, cold exposure, all these different things, right. Just kind of, um, throwing your body off, off a bit, you know, putting in uncomfortable, um, conditions, or scenarios, yeah. right? And that's when yeah, I know, sure. yeah, that's when I know I'm making um, headway. But yeah, you make a great point um, with those. And then next, next question was, um, it's kind of associated with this is, what does muscle soreness mean? Should mm-hmm. I rest the next day or keep working out? Yeah, so I learned a lot about this in my exercise um, uh, <laughs> physiology class. And then I just went back and like Google Scholar, Google Scholar is my best friend because you can just, it's just such reliable um, information you get off of it. But yeah, basically muscle soreness. So when we work out, our muscles are stretching, right? Like we're moving our muscles. So they basically cause like micro tears in our muscles. So essentially you're like working out your muscle. Like every time you move it, there's going to, there's going to be a little damage to it, but like good damage. Like, I don't want to scare people. Like, right. No, it's good damage. Yeah. It's healthy because then after your workout, what your muscle does is it restores itself or it rebuilds itself. And that's how you get bigger muscles. That's how you improve your fitness. You get toner, you get stronger, all that good stuff. So that muscle soreness is essentially your body rebuilding and restoring itself to bigger and better things. Um, and I was researching like treatments for, to deal with muscle soreness because I know when I was in competitive gymnastics, so I would have like all summer off. And then the last week of summer, we'd have full training camp where it was basically conditioning for two weeks straight. And like, my body was dead. Like I couldn't move it. I, but like you get, you had to keep going in every single day. And, um, and to deal with that for athletes, especially, but also people just starting working out who may not be familiar with the feelings of like muscle soreness. They said that some of the, some good treatments are like massage therapy and stuff. So if you have a massage therapist, if you can get it written right. off on insurance. Athletic massage is always good. Yeah. Yeah. Get your muscles moving. But the number one thing they said is just moving, like exercising still. So they were talking about how, yeah, you can go really hard, like on two days or whatever but the next days keep working out just maybe do it less like we were talking about like maybe go on a nice jog or go on a walk instead of um killing yourself in a metabolic high intensity anaerobic workout like we were talking about right so because the more you move the more your muscles get used to it the more you're still stretching and working your muscles so as long as you're stretching you keep moving right you can get a massage therapist that's great but I think moving, just keep moving. Don't like lay on the couch because then your muscles are going to stiffen right. up and it's going to be even worse. Right. It's it's a, kind of like a form of active recovery, you should say, right? The yeah. next day. Yeah. Right. We learned about that. But th- those are some really good points. What about some, as I, as I was saying, was just about like cold baths, specifically like Nordic pools. So anywhere between 
five to nine degrees. And then you mm -hmm. also have ice baths and then cold showers as well. Three ways to kind of um, start getting into cold exposure, right? Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of research on this, on just the benefits that are associated with it. And then also, I don't know if you have a sauna at home or at the cottage. My, yeah, it's like a in the shower, it turns it, my parents' shower, I think it turns into a sauna. Like oh, it's uh, not a sauna, like what a like a steam hot shower they call it steam shower. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, those are switching back and forth, right? Between you know heat exposure and then cold exposure is not only great for your heart rate variability, but also mm -hmm. for cardiovascular reasons as well, right? If we look strictly off of heartbeat, right? If you're in you know a sauna and you have a Fitbit or Apple watch, whatever it is, and you look at your heart rate, most likely you're going to be anywhere between hundred to 120, right? Yeah. You're doing kind of a form of a steady state cardio in a way. Mm -hmm. Right. And on top of that, the recovery, um, the, the recovery that comes with it as well. And I'm talking about increased blood flow, right? Um, I talk a lot about like endothelial function, right? Mm -hmm. on uh when i was on the vegetarian diet but here as well i mean the list goes on and on a lot of the stuff that i got my uh, research from was from dr Rhonda patrick who's literally an expert with heat uh or heat exposure and um saunas right she talks about yeah. heat shock proteins um i don't know what the research is like with that but mm -hmm. i know that it's definitely it's definitely something that you should look into right there's a lot For of convincing sure. research on it, but yeah. Um, the great thing about like exercise and stuff is like all of our research is all new and we still don't know a lot about stuff. Right. So we have so many avenues to try new things and see if things work, see if things don't work. I think the biggest message people should know is that like you have to, like you have to base exercise on what works for your body. So just trying right. a bunch of new stuff, a bunch of new workouts, seeing what you, makes you feel the best and then just going from there. Right. Exactly. And that's a great point. I mean, everybody's different. It goes with diet. It goes with inflammation. We talked about blood type, how, you know, again, certain people are going to react certain like differently to, mm -hmm. to certain foods. Right. And even to exercise too. To exercise. Like was, exactly. Yeah. I, when I was in Leeds for my one month of exchange before I had to go <laughs> home, um, I was in an exercise prescription class and the school there is just completely different, but it was like really cool to see. But our last lecture, you would love this. I'll send you some information about it. Awesome. it we learned about personalized medicine. So essentially what, what this, they like tailored it towards exercise. So right. basically personalized medicine is they, they need more research, more technology to do it. But like the goal of it is to take a swab of your um, saliva, take a blood type, blood uh, sample. Just a prick, yeah. And then they put, they would run your DNA basically through all these different machines. And what would spit out is the exercise that would like works best for your body and like the stuff that works best for your body. So because they'd done a bunch of research where um, people would do uh, sprint workouts versus endurance workouts. And they would see that some people during the endurance workouts wouldn't improve their VO2 max so wouldn't improve basically at all or deteriorate like literally get worse after an exercise training and some wow. people would double in their uh, VO2 so like it was very variable between the people of what happened but then the people that didn't um 
improve their VO2 for interval training. When they did sprint training, their VO2 increased. So right. why does it increase in sprint versus uh, endurance training, right? So it's right. basically everyone responds differently to different types of exercise. So you need to find the type that works best for you. That's why it's so difficult now because you have you don't right. know. You can't put your DNA in a machine and let it tell you. But right. soon, hopefully. Which exactly. And I know that both you and I are working on, you know, creating a fitness platform, right? And one of the things that we're trying to do is kind of, um, create a more adaptive approach to fitness, right? Where mm -hmm. one day you're doing a certain workout, like, I don't know, hill repeats or something like that. And then the next yeah. day you're doing kind of like a hit workout, right? And then switch it up the next day and kind of do like more of a muscle endurance kind of every minute on the minute work, right? Mm -hmm. Or an AMRAP, right? Testing mm -hmm. it out, kind of that trial and error work. Yeah. But yeah, that's a really good point. And that's something that, you know, everybody listening and watching, um, they should kind of take away um, that message because it really is true, right? Yeah. I'm going to do a workout with someone and you guys can, you know, go to our uh, Zoom classes <laughs> and kind of take take a look at some of them. Um, but yeah, you're going to react certainly um, to, to Rachel's workouts and then differently mm -hmm. to mine, right? For sure. So it's, yeah, as I said, it's something That's you just kind of, you got to yeah, work on. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I think a lot of people get discouraged when they try to start working out because they don't see those results. And maybe it's, you're just not doing the right exercise that works for your body. Cause it's basically our DNA, like our genetics that re will respond positively, negatively, or won't respond at all to these workouts. And you just have to trial and error, just keep going basically. Right. Yeah. Right now, um, my, my dad and myself are trying to get some DNA testing and kind Ooh. of figure out, yeah, we'll kind of try to figure out our genes and what we're kind of susceptible to. Cause it's really, yeah. it's really interesting. There's a lot of uh, ways you can kind of check out the effectiveness of like diets related mm -hmm. to your genes. Mm -hmm. But um, as I said, you know, inflammation, cognitive function and immune health, they're all kind of intertwined with each other. But yeah. at the same time, there's different kind of, um, swabs or analyses of um different genes I, I forget what it's called but i was mm -hmm. we were um we were listening to this really cool podcast you should check him out is ben greenfield fitness okay he was talking about it and it really makes a huge difference for him yeah. for example he had a gene where he was susceptible to obesity but mm. what they did is they focused on kind of taking the more positive genes that he had and working at those, which were going to increase or improve the genes, for example, that weren't so great, like right. the obesity gene, and then yeah. get rid of it. And the guy has 5% body fat. Exactly. Right? So it's kind of interesting. But again, there was a lot of trial and error work that he had to do mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah. But it's a lot of work, but it's good in the end. Right. So I'm going to go through like a little rapid fire round. Oh God. Okay. Okay. So okay. Bear, <laughs> bear with me for two seconds, but um, I did this with Rachel last week. Okay. And she kind of liked it. Um, let me go to it quickly, but it's kind of, have you um, similar to like men's health? They ask these little rapid fire rounds. They're kind of cool. I don't know. 
Okay. I'm in I'm intrigued. Okay. All right. So first one. Dumbbells or kettlebells? Ooh, dumbbells. Big legs or big arms? Big legs. Crossfit or nay? Crossfit, yay. 7 a.m. workout or 7 p.m. workout? A.m. Nice. Ripped, shredded, jacked, or cut? What do you prefer? Uh, shredded. Favorite exercise? Um, booty. <laughs> Favorite food? <laughs> um, pizza. <laughs> but pizza. homemade pizza from my dad's homemade pizza oven. You just answer the next question. Guilty pleasure. Oh homemade pizza for my homemade pizza <laughs> um, <laughs> and also homemade gnocchi for my nana <laughs> amazing um and also chocolate i have a lot of guilty pleasures milk dark milk dark yeah milk or dark what do you prefer oh, like color yeah like milk chocolate or dark chocolate oh milk chocolate <laughs> oh milk chocolate i like better um posterior chain or anterior chain workouts um anterior okay um favorite part of your routine right now i should say um i love waking up with my coffee and sitting on my porch on a nice sunny day how do you like your coffee um i do ice lattes with cashew milk is in this one but Ooh. usually cashew milk or oat milk really good nice um deadlifts or squats deadlifts all right. Well, Jess, you just finished the rapid fire round. Woo! Awesome. So, so we'll do I actually do like that. I was scared <laughs> at first. <laughs> so we'll just do a quick little re recap. Um, so first question that was asked was about the blood types and you kind of were talking about, um, well, we kind of agreed upon finding your blood type, um, mm -hmm. and then diets, inflammation, cognitive function, immune health, they're all intertwined, right? So finding For foods sure. that are finding foods that are going to react positively, neutral, and then negatively. And then that mm -hmm. way you'll kind of be able to, to get a better response. Right. Um, yeah. and then don't be afraid to have cheat days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bee that flew at me. Uh, yeah. Cheat days are my favorite days. I give myself little treats every day, like a little bowl of ice cream. Yeah. At, at the night. It's so fun. I have matcha ice cream now. Oh my God. I'm so Ooh. excited. That's good. I, I actually honestly haven't had um, ice cream in a while, but I've been eating. Oh my God. I've been eating a ton of watermelon. Ooh. Okay. Watermelon's good. My mom has bought, have you had cherries? Cherries in the summer? No, I haven't, but I'm a huge cherry fan and they're really good for you too. I'm going to have cherries all day. <laughs> and blueberries. I'm really into blueberries just because of yeah. um, uh, stem cell health. Well, stem oh. cell health as well. I'm going to talk okay. a little bit about that um, in a blog. I can't wait but to yeah. hear about it. Yeah. It's, it's really, send really it, good. Send it my way. Um, so yeah, cheat days, really important. Cheat meals, mm -hmm. even better. Um, so you can kind of do a recap for the second question. When should I take rest days in recovery? Yeah. So basically just listen to your body. If you're not feeling it, maybe that day is a day that you focus on eating healthier and just doing, like we said, little, little movements or just keeping moving, moving instead of doing like hard, kill yourself workouts, go on a walk, like social distance, call a friend, just keep moving. Um, if you don't feel like doing a hard exercise, 
but uh, yeah, as long as you're hitting three to five, three to six workouts a week, whatever like you think is best for you, you should be good. Right. Whatever works best for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's, you got to listen to your body. Right. I'm, I'm right now I'm doing a little bit more. I'm, I think I'm at about six, but that's because mm-hmm. I've spent time kind of working at three days a week, seeing how my yeah. body reacts and responds. Working at four, working at five, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it's just that even, six is the magic yeah, number for me. Exactly. And um, even now, because we're like, I'm bored at home. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a 15 minute workout. Like right. it doesn't have to be long. It can be short. It can just be your arms, just be your legs, just be abs. But I'm like, I just want to move. So I'll just do something for 15 minutes for fun. Right. Exactly. Perfect. Um, and then what does muscle soreness mean? Should I rest the next day or keep working out? Yeah, so muscle soreness basically is your muscles restoring themselves after a workout. They're getting bigger, they're getting stronger, they're getting better. So um, in, enjoy the, the muscle soreness. That's what I've learned to enjoy I the pain. accept them. Yeah, enjoy the pain. I know the pain means I did something, which is what I like, to, which is how I like to look at it. Um, but don't, you can rest in the sense of doing a, doing a lighter workout or um, going on a walk or doing little things, but you should definitely keep moving because movement and little exercises and stretching a lot is um, what helps get rid of the pain the best. Right, exactly. And you talked about different ways to recover, talking about um, athletic massages, Swedish massages are good, kind of working Mm -hmm. that deep tissue. Um, A little bit of cold exposure, we talked about that. Also heat exposure. Yeah, Yeah. those are really good active recovery um, techniques, as you talked mm-hmm. about a little bit, uh, low intensity training. So going for a walk, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, mobility as well, like stretching as much as you yeah. want to enjoy that pain, you also can't just sit there and do nothing. Right. In the sense, Your muscles with, are going to stiffen up and it's going to be worse. It's not right. going to be good pain. Right. So stretching 15 minutes in front of the TV, anybody can do that. And then we finished with our rapid fire round and yeah. Thank you Jess for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Perfect. Amazing.